Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Joel Embiid has a new teammate in Philadelphia in James Harden. It was the blockbuster trade right before the deadline last week. James Harden officially debuted with the Philadelphia 76ers this week, taught Joel Embiid something that he's already been able to implement. He finally hit that step-back jumper after hilariously failing at it earlier uh, in the week when they finally took the floor together. But now what does this mean? for Joel Embiid's MVP chances. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN Plus, and on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. I'm Courtney Cronin. I cover the Minnesota Vikings for ESPN.com. He's Harry Douglas. You can see him on first take, and you hear him all over ESPN Radio this morning. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in this Sunday for the 2022 NBA All-Star Game live from Cleveland, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. So the Philadelphia 76ers, Harry, they're 35 and 23, first in their division, third overall in the Eastern Conference. They pull off this blockbuster trade to get Ben Simmons out and then bring James Harden in. When I looked at the MVP odds last, it was Joel Embiid's and no one else's. He's plus 125, according to Caesars Sportsbook. And this makes me question, does this put does this potentially like hurt his chances of winning the MVP now, having James Harden as his as his teammate? As weird as that is to say, Embiid is so good. I don't know if this pairing is actually going to help him in the chances of him earning the MVP award. Courtney, I'll be honest with you. That's one of the things I was concerned with, and I was just on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and I stated that I said Joel Embiid is playing so damn good this year. And let's just talk about it for a second. He's a grown man. He's a bully when he has the ball. He's skilled. He can do it with his back to the basket, facing the basket, shooting 81% from free throw line, 37% as a seven-footer from the three-point line. But he's doing that on his own right now. You add a James Harden, a guy, and you go to talk about pick and roll, is the ball – these are the questions that are going to be asked. Will the ball still be in Embiid's hands when it needs to be? Now, I understand that James Harden, he deferred a little bit when he went to the Brooklyn Nets. But at the end of the day, if he has the ball in his hands, you can't just get a ball to Embiid with like four seconds on the clock. you got to give it to him about 10 or 12 so he can do his magic, work his magic, do his work, because his footwork is impeccable. It's unbelievable, right? Remind me a little bit of Akeem Olajuwon. Not like Akeem Olajuwon, but he has that movement in his lower body. So in my eyes right now, because we haven't seen it, I'm leaning towards the fact that Joel Embiid being the league's MVP, it may hurt his chances adding a James Harden to this roster. Because I'm watching the game last night against the Milwaukee Bucks, Mm -hmm. and I'm saying to myself, man, I hope James Harden don't mess this thing up for, for Embiid. Because the man is unguardable right now. He can take you away from the basket. He can take you inside the inside the paint. He can shoot the three. He shoot free throws. The man started shooting fadeaways like Kobe and MJ, Courtney. When have you seen a seven-footer be able to do that? We haven't. Not have the impact and still be a bully. See, I love the dominance with Embiid. And I think the thing that clicked, the light bulb that went off for him, is when the Sixers lost that game to the Toronto Raptors two years ago. Mm -hmm. Or maybe three years, maybe two or three years ago. 
and Kawhi hit that bounce, bounce, bounce shot. And then B, you had those images of him crying, ugly crier too. I gotta say that. Sorry, MB, you're an ugly crier. But the faces, he him crying. It it, it 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 things turned over for him. You know what he said? I, I need to go and take things more seriously. I need to go work on my game even more because I don't like that heartbreak. And then you had that series against the Hawks last year. was very, very disappointing. And was that MB's fault? No, because he did everything he was supposed to do. His supporting cast didn't help him out. Mm-hmm. And I think Doc Rivers played a role in that as well. But he came into this season with a chip on his shoulder. But I will say this. The Sixers – they still have to go through Giannis. I understand they beat him last night, but the Milwaukee Bucks are the defending champions. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, like Kendrick Perkins say, them goons down there in Dade County, they not going anywhere either because I think the Miami Heat are one of the toughest teams in the NBA You from top to bottom. You look at the roster, you talk about guys who are tough that can play on both ends of the, or the floor offensively and defensively, but I like Embiid, and I like his focus. I like his mindset, and I'm just hoping that being paired with James Harden doesn't take away from his game as we're seeing it right now at this moment. Yeah, and if you missed it last night, an instant classic. Philadelphia beating the Milwaukee Bucks 123-120 on a night that Joel Embiid dropped 42 points, had 14 boards and five assists. I'll correct myself. James Harden has not officially debuted. He's still dealing with that hamstring injury that came on at the end of last week before he was traded. So we haven't seen them on the floor just yet. But it makes me wonder, when we go to the MVP conversation and then we flip that to the title conversation, it certainly feels like there's more pressure now on James Harden than before when he joined the Brooklyn Nets to deliver a ring and that it is the ultimate letdown for someone of Joel Embiid's talent if that pairing can't possibly work out. Not just James Harden, Daryl Morey as well because he's the one who made the move. And you look at the two teams, if you got to say, okay, who has more pressure on them now to win the title? Is it the Sixers? Is it the Brooklyn Nets? In my eyes, it's the 76ers because the Brooklyn Nets got better. They got better adding a Seth Curry, adding a Drummond, a rebounder that they needed, adding a Ben Simmons, another guy who can defend, to pair along with Kyrie when he's able to play, got to say that, sure. and a Kevin Durant when he actually comes back from the injury. They got better as a team. Now, the Sixers, I will think, I do think from this standpoint, with James Harden coming, I think the guys that they have surrounded, the shooters, those guys are going to be able to shoot the basketball without being guarded because Embiid and Harden, they're going to demand so much attention. Those guys are going to be shooting warm-up shots as three-pointers, and they're already lethal shooters that they have. Danny Green, Kirk, um, Kirk Moss, I think that's like pronounced his name. They have, they have Maxi. Those guys are going to be shooting warm-up shots, Courtney. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that James Harden being added to this roster does not take away from the greatness that we are seeing from Joel Embiid. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, that he is Harry Douglas. I'm Courtney Cronin. Joel Embiid, if he does be- win the MVP this year, he'd become the first 76er to do so since Allen Iverson. That game last night against the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, there are a couple moments there at the end when he hit that Dirk-esque shot, the one-leg jumper. He made those three foul shots during that 8-0 run. Um, and, you know, he, he contained Giannis at the end of the game, Uh forcing him to turn the ball over. And I think that those moments, we just don't want to see those get taken away 
effectively because this would mean this word would mean so much to Embiid himself and on top of that it's the final breakthrough of what he couldn't get when he had Ben Simmons as his teammate right like you had mentioned the coming up short in the finals run last year and all the things that we saw when those when when the Philadelphia 76ers ran headfirst into Toronto a few years ago this could finally be the chance the right pairing to get Philadelphia to the NBA Finals and help them get over the hump and get past the uh, the defending champions in the East in Milwaukee. But as far as individual success, as far as the role for Joel Embiid and melding him with James Harden, you just hope that that doesn't take away from what he was doing and that greatness that we were seeing because he was so, so, so good before they got James Harden. You want to pair him and make him even better, but not take away the parts of the game that we love seeing from Joel Embiid uh, that we've already seen through two-thirds of the season. Reminder, the All-Star Game is this weekend. You can see, hear, and watch everything on ESPN, and you can hear the coverage over on ESPN Radio. Joel Embiid was in the zone last night with 42 points, 14 boards. In a win over the Bucks. get in the zone. It's brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone auto zone straight ahead a college coach got a big old extension but is he worth the headache harry and i discuss next here on greeny espn radio espn app for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. If you had been hoping for an expansion to the college football playoff structure, well, I'm sorry to inform you there is no college football expansion right now. The CFP will stay at four teams through the end of the current contract, which ends after the 2025 season. They were debating for months and months, but alas, it will remain four teams for four more years. That is ESPN's Heather Dinnett, she was told by College Football Playoff Executive Director Bill Hancock. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speaker by saying, play ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin, Harry Douglas, kicking it with you on a Friday morning. A couple key points here from the college football playoff non-expansion. So we said it's going to stay at four teams for four more years through its current 12-year contract, which then goes through the 2025 season. The 10 FBS conferences and Notre Dame have forfeited roughly $450 million in potential revenue by staying at four teams. And in order for the playoff to expand, before the current contract expires, those 10 FBS commissioners and Notre Dame AD Jack Swarbrick would have to unanimously agree to it, but that is not going to happen 
right now. Uh, so I don't think that there's too much of a surprise for this, Harry, because when we were talking about this you know, during the season or even right before the season started, and this was around the same time that Oklahoma and Texas had agreed that they're going to be leaving the Big 12 and going to the SEC pretty darn soon, that that kind of threw the whole wrench in the thing with the college football oh, yeah. playoff, and that halted expansion on its own. Yeah, it did. And here's the thing. I'm all for the expansion, and I think they had, there were talks about it being a 12-team expansion, which I, I want to see because I think the last few years we have seen teams get left out who deserve an opportunity to fight for a national championship. And I think the main thing here as well is that you see so many guys opt out of planning bowl games, that would leave guys into the situation of playing and having something to play for. Now, as far as when they do it, we all know the contract expires, like you mentioned, in 2025. Can we just fast forward and hurry up and get there, though? Yeah. That's what I want to do, Courtney. I want to hurry up and get to 2025. Isn't that what the SEC did when they were just like, yeah, we know that uh, Oklahoma and Texas have to stay in the Big 12 for a little longer, but let's just like hit the fast forward button to get them into our conference to expand to this super conference in the SEC. I feel like the CFP, we want to do the same thing. There are hurdles you have to climb too, though. Like, you know, so I think they want to kind of avoid those hurdles if if they can, but... They those two programs make so much money. We talk about Texas, Texas and Texas A and M, and I understand that tech, we're talking about Texas, Oklahoma, but Texas and Texas A and M, the money that those two schools have is unbelievable, and that's why a lot of kids go there, especially now with the NIL deals, because they have money. They have money to I don't want to say waste, but they have money to waste on all kind of things if they want to. Certainly money to blow there, so no college football playoff expansion. But Jim Harbaugh did just get a contract extension from the University of Michigan earlier this week after he dabbled with trying to return to the NFL with an interview with the Minnesota Vikings that went south about midway through. He ends up returning to Michigan, says, I am not going back to the NFL ever again. That was a one-time thing. And then he agrees to a five-year contract extension that will include a base salary of over $7 million in 2022. The contract structure is something that we can certainly get into. Because there are buyouts, there is a possibility that he could return to the NFL at some point. But this contract extension news comes on the heels of him spurning the Minnesota Vikings, returning to Michigan, and makes you wonder, does this now mean that he has to bring Michigan a title in order for this thing to, to, to come to fruition? And there are a lot of people that are on both sides of the argument here thinking that this is a good idea and that this is a bad idea for Michigan. Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum show, was on Get Up, and he's on the side that thinks this is a really, really dumb idea. I think it's preposterous, but it's also a necessity of college football. To stay ahead in recruiting, you have to keep extending coaches, and that's how programs get in so much fiscal trouble. But what sense does this make? Jim Harbaugh did not want to be there. We all know that. On National Signing Day two weeks ago, he got on a plane and went to Minnesota wanting that job for the reasons that we just heard. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He didn't get the job, so he he crawls back to Michigan and and Ward Manuel. The the AD really has no option. He extends Harbaugh's contract by a year. This is not that dramatic. And I think the two sides are stuck with each other. This this marriage is going nowhere. Uh, Michigan has a good team for next year, but, but the optics of this to me are really bad. 
That was Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show, discussing Jim Harbaugh's five-year contract extension on Get Up. And Harry, when you look at the optics, like Paul was saying, like, yeah, they've got a good team coming off of the Big Ten championship season, and they made it to the college football playoff where they got smacked in the semifinals. But beyond the 2022 season, you know, how viable is this? Because it feels like we're going to get a lot more of the same with Michigan. I mean, yes, they have a top 10 recruiting class according to the ESPN 300 rankings, but we've seen this with Jim Harbaugh. It took him all these years in just to beat Ohio State. Do we really think that, okay, they had one really good year this year. They win the Big Ten, they, they, they you know, win a Big Ten championship for the first time in forever. Is that going to be like the expectation now? that he's got this five-year deal? Because it just doesn't feel realistic. Yeah, I think Paul Feinbaum said it the best. These two sides are stuck together to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Because I know Jim Harbaugh said that, okay, this is not going to happen again. I'm not going to try to go back to the NFL. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. I'm just just telling you that, that, that that's how I feel. Because when you look at the situation, the trust was broken with Michigan. He put – Ward Emanuel in a bad situation to the point to where he had to give him a contract just because, even though he, if he didn't want to, he had to give it to him because of a lot of the reasons that you just named. Now, let's take it back to the Minnesota thing, though. He went into that interview with entitlement, thinking that he's just going to get the job because he has ties with the general manager at one point from the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. So now you broke up with your one girlfriend – and the new girlfriend says she don't want you. Now you try to go back to your ex, and it's some mixed feelings between the two sides. And I know this played a factor in offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis deciding to leave Michigan and going with the Miami Hurricanes. He felt some type of way about it. He, he literally felt some type of way about it. Now, not only did he lose Josh Gaddis, he's also lost his D.C. as well. So those are two guys he has to replace – and I, I do feel like this, and I said this on first take yesterday. I like J.J. McCarthy at the quarterback position. I think Jim Harbaugh, when J.J. McCarthy decides that he wants to leave the University of Michigan, that's when John, uh, Jim Harbaugh is going to decide to leave the University of Michigan again and try to go to the National Football League. But this time, he's not going to go to the interview feeling entitled like he's just already got the job. <laughs> this yeah. time, he's going to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that Josh Gaddis had every single right to feel any type of way about the situation. I mean, we saw the text message that was sent out to players from the former offensive coordinator at Michigan. Uh, He didn't feel appreciated. There was one person that was basically in the know the whole week in Michigan as Jim Harbaugh was preparing for the interview with Minnesota, and that was reportedly Matt Weiss, the quarterback's coach, who was the right-hand guy who was helping Jim Harbaugh prepare for this interview, which – Like you said, he gets to Minnesota, he thinks it's one thing, finds out it's another, ends up going back to Michigan, and it was such an awkward situation. Like, it made my skin crawl to think, like, how do you go back and remedy this when the optics of going to take an NFL interview on National Signing Day, yes, I know your class is already locked up, but the optics of that alone are so, 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 so bad that, like, it's irreplaceable. But apparently it's not because he did force his hand. He got the five-year contract extension at Michigan. Reminder, $7 million base salary in 2022. That's a whole lot of money. And you've got to be able to do something with that to prove that this was the right decision. Oh, but there it is. There Harry, it is, I'm with you on you this. You said it. You said it. 
I, 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 but I, and I agree. I'm with you on this. That like when he said, "Oh, I'm not going to go back to the NFL. That was a one-time thing." I think it's all bull. Why? Yeah. Because of the buyout. Here are the details on that. The early exit from Michigan that he could potentially have after the first year of his extension would mean he owes the university three million dollars. From there. Typical college football structured contract. The amount goes down to $2.25 million in 2023, $1.5 million in 2024, and then just $750,000 in 2025. If I was a betting woman, I'm putting my money that Jim Harbaugh is back in the NFL by 2025. It does not yes. cost that much for him to make the leap yet again after things will inevitably go south at Michigan because it just feels like this was not where he wanted to be. You don't take that interview in the NFL on National Signing Day of all days if that is not ultimately where you want to be. Now you're going back to your second choice after seven seasons. He's not somebody who stays at places very long. Remember, like four years yes. at San Diego with um, the San Francisco 49ers, with Stanford. Stanford yep. This is the longest place he's been. I think he wanted to change. Now I think that he's like, well, you know, at least I got the contract. I can stay here for as long as I, you know, really as long as I want. And then if I want to buy my freedom, I'll buy my freedom out of my contract. But Courtney, Ohio State's not going anywhere. Ron Day's not going anywhere. They still have quarter, their quarterback and receivers and running backs in place. Alabama's not going anywhere. Bryce Young is still there. Georgia's not going anywhere. They'll be lucky if they make the college football playoffs. Lucky. And lucky I mean and lucky. And then regret, regretful for the decision that they just made to give Jim Harbaugh this big extension. And when you know they had the chance to potentially move on, they didn't. Uh, it was tough at the time. I get it. Like you were, you were mentioning with the AD, and he had his hand forced into giving him this extension. We know how That's it works right. with college football, with recruits, and you know the 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 idea that you have to have this stability and this these long term extensions that ultimately have buyouts that are fail safes for you to be able to get out of them. But at least at the time being, I agree with Paul Feinbaum. I think it was preposterous, but this is the game in college football. It was a necessary move for Michigan to have to make in order to keep things surface level and not yep. have you know chaos behind the scenes. Are you dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need to buy a new battery or not, or if you're just in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. They've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99, and they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So the next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution in America's number one battery destination. Straight ahead, we're going to find out if Harry's mentions have quieted down since his appearance on First Take yesterday. We'll tell you why next here on Greeny, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Previously on Greeny. I cannot sit here and complain about the officiating if I'm the Bengals. But the phantom call on that third down, down near the goal line on that last drive that gives them a fresh set of downs after they hadn't called anything in the game is a monster play. And it's a terrible call. Terrible. I think a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans side with Greeny on that take over the late holding penalty on Cincinnati linebacker Logan Wilson that resulted in Los Angeles Rams scoring the winning touchdown to clinch Super Bowl 56. Three plays after that holding call, and the refs really did stay out of the game for the most part last Sunday. Uh, Three plays later, Cooper Cup scored the crucial touchdown to win the game to give the Rams a 23-20 win in Super Bowl 56. This weekly rewind is brought to you by Dell. For all your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 888-877-ASK-DELL. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN Plus, and Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Courtney Cronin. He's Harry Douglas, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm still kind of like in the after effects uh, of Super Bowl 56. And just kind of realizing when we talk about officiating, obviously, you know, the 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 play the, the moment in my mind when we talk about officiating where I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it is Vernon Hargraves running onto the field as an <laughs> inactive player to celebrate with his teammates and getting I mean, is he even gonna be on the team? Like I would have cut his ass so fast, Courtney. <laughs> I would have cut him so damn. Cut him fast. in the middle he of the game. <laughs> oh, he would have been gone. Him and oh. his dreads, his flip flops, sandals, whatever you call you call them. Everything that has to do with Hargraves, he would have been cut on the first, not playing, first bus out of Cincinnati after that. I know. It's just I still, like, picture that, and and I know that this Logan Wilson call, there are, you know, a lot of fans still on on social media, just like the discourse about, like, you didn't call anything all game, and then you call that, which some people think was like this, like, phantom holding penalty. But, you know, then again, it it is what it is. I actually – no, I can't really hate on officiating for the Super Bowl. How did you feel it played out? Well, that topic, what you just spoke about, the Logan Wilson flag and the flags at the end of the game, when I went to the barbershop on Wednesday, that was still barbershop talk on Wednesday. And how people enjoyed the entire game up until that point. Because like you just mentioned, Courtney, those officials let a lot go throughout oh, God, that football yeah. game. So. As a former player, I said, I love this. I like to see this. You know, players can just play the officials. Not, they're not trying to make it hockey, trying to make it about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're going to let these guys play today yeah. until we got to the end. And that was not pass interference or a holding call on whatever, which one they call on Logan Wilson. Mm-hmm. 
it 147 was. on the clock. It was third and goal at the eight-yard line. Third and goal. Um, called for defensive holding. And, like, you'll go back and watch different angles of it. I know it was showed a whole bunch during the game, and then everything. You, you can find clips of, of it on Twitter right now. Um, it looks like he didn't actually commit an infringement on that play um, because he broke up the pass that was aimed for Cup inside the five-yard line. But, alas, like this – you know, I just hate that it – of course, you hate when it's like inside two minutes and it comes down to something like this, and it is a, it's the biggest game of the year, decided. I mean, can, can we say, though, it was decided by this? Can we not say that, like, Aaron Donald was the one who ended up, like, deciding the game for the Los Angeles Rams? I mean, there's so many other things, but I agree with Greeny. I, I, I think that, you know – the timing of it is really suspect and questionable, and it just felt so great. We got all the way up until the final minutes of the fourth yes. quarter, and then the officials ended up having to kind of step in it, and, and Look it's at tough. me, Courtney. Look at me. Look at me. I'm going to throw a flag. You know, my family's watching. I got to get on TV. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, <laughs> looking on, at a, I'm looking at a screenshot of it right now, and the ball's on the ground. Um, and Logan Wilson's hands are nowhere near Cooper Cup in, in his hands, or at least like pulling at him what you would you know typically define as holding. But nonetheless, I'm not an official. I don't get paid that much. So um, the uh, the buck stops with them, and the Los Angeles Rams won Super Bowl 56 on Sunday. Uh, three plays later, Cooper Cup scoring that go-ahead touchdown, 23-20 Rams. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Courtney Cronin. And man, Harry, you had a tough day yesterday on first take it got contentious it got heated your twitter mentions are very toxic right now i know what that's like being a beat writer i get yelled at every (laughs) single day um but what happened i mean you guys are talking about quarterbacks and then all of a sudden the world's lit on fire yeah so we're sam acho and myself was asked to give our top five quarterbacks right um in the national football league so sam acho he went first and after he went, I didn't see a guy who should have been on everybody's list. Yep. If you're mentioning quarterback, even if you don't know about football, even if you don't know about football, Courtney, yep. and when I didn't see it, I had to ask. I said, well, hold on. Where is – I'm not even going to say the name right now. I had to say, where is such and such? So he goes into the explanation. And I, at that moment, Courtney, I am in so disbelief because I thought it was egregious. I thought it was ludicrous. I thought it was crazy. I thought it was shocking. I thought it was unbelievable. And I couldn't believe my damn ears and my eyes to the point to where all I could do was sit there and make faces with my head and my eyes. (laughs) I would have blacked out too if I was sitting in Harry's spot on first take when Sam Acho said this about leaving Patrick Mahomes off his top five quarterback list. People are going to say, well, what about Patrick Mahomes? Where is he? And I get that. But the last time that I saw Patrick Mahomes, once again, my list, my rules, my criteria, the last time I saw Patrick Mahomes, he really was the reason they lost in that second half and in the overtime against Cincinnati. And so at this moment in time, that's why he's not on my top five list. Oh, my gosh. Prisoner of the one moment game. much? He decided one game. Because he threw two Patrick picks Mahomes. in the AFC championship <laughs> when Cincinnati starts thundering back in the fourth quarter. I mean, goodness. Did we not realize that Patrick Mahomes got the Kansas City Chiefs to this point? Like, what about the week before when they're playing the Buffalo Bills and he's the reason that they win the game when you give him 13 seconds? Oh, no, Courtney. Let me tell you this. 
Josh, now, Josh Allen's in my top five, but Josh Allen was his number one. Patrick Mahomes beat Josh Allen. He beat him in the yep. playoffs to send him to the AFC Championship game. He's the reason why Josh Allen didn't get an opportunity to even get the football back. Okay, so here's the list. We want you to hear it. It's Sam Macho's top five. This was said on first take. This is the reason that Harry cannot go on Twitter right now because his mentions are still a nuclear waste field. This is the list. Number one, or I'll start five. Five is Joe Burrow. Four is Justin Herbert. Three, Super Bowl champion Matthew Stafford. You have to have him somewhere on the list whether you like him or not. Uh, Number two, Justin Herbert. Number one, Josh Allen. What was your list? Did you even get a chance to talk? So I, I I gave them my list, but my list was pushed to the side because his list was so damn egregious. But for my number one, I had Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and I had to put Aaron Rodgers there because he's, he's the back-to-back the MVP. Because it makes sense. Because in logic. two years, the man only threw nine interceptions, Courtney. In two years, right? My number two was Patrick Mahomes. You look at Patrick Mahomes. The guy has been to four straight AFC Championship games. He has hosted all four of those at Arrowhead Stadium. Two Super Bowl appearances. One Super Bowl. At one point, Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns in one damn season. Sure did. In one season. Now, my number three was Josh Allen because I love what he brings to the table. He has a strong arm. Um, He can do it with his legs. Had over 700 yards rushing this year. But not only that, I thought his growth in the National Football League was Mm -hmm. tremendous last year. And not just, I'm just going to throw the football in here and try to fit it here. No, I'm going to take this running back and I'm going to take this tight end on the check down. And I'm going to methodically work this football down the field when needs be. And I love the fact that he gives up his body for the greater good of the team. He's going to do everything he has to do to get a first down and get a touchdown. Now, my number four was Matthew Stafford. And I'll be the first to tell you, if Matthew Stafford didn't win the Super Bowl, he wouldn't even be in my top five, period. But the guy won the Super Bowl, and he did it with the last drive. And then throughout the playoffs, uh, we see multiple times throughout this season and the playoffs, him have to uh, work some magic with his arm to, to get the Rams in certain situations. My number five, well, I had a 5A and a 5B. Oh, so you had, your two, own, you had your own yeah. set of rules too, though. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm a rule breaker. I've been in the principal's office a lot throughout my life. I didn't broke a lot of rules in my life, uh, Courtney. So I just added one more to the list. So my 5A is Justin Herbert. I know a lot of people, well, how can you take Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow? Well, I'll tell you right now, even with the success that Joe Burrow has had this year, I would take Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow. I play wide receiver in this league. I want Justin Herbert throwing me that football. I'm just that's just how I feel. And I want to see that pass B. against the Giants too. If I'm a wide receiver, I want to be you know, striding down the field wide open for a 67 yes. yard bomb. Yes, and then my five B was um, Joe Burrow. He made the Super Bowl. Um, I like what he did. Got sacked nine times in the division round against the Tennessee Titans. Didn't bleak an eye. Body language very important. Kyler Murray, if you're listening, got sacked seven times in the Super Bowl. Didn't flinch your eye. Even went to squinting, screaming, scream. Ah! My knee. Ah! Didn't even flinch. Coach, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back in. I'm going to do what I got to do. Comes to find out the guy was playing with a hurt MCL. That's why he's my 5B. So I go through it again. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert, 5A, uh, Joe Burrow, 5B. That was my list. I like your, I mean, I like your list because you have Patrick Mahomes in there. I think that we can't just – Certainly, we cannot just look at the AFC championship and see that he threw three touchdowns in two interceptions, and they ended up losing that game. Like, sorry, the AFC is hard. 
And it's going to be yeah. infinitely harder when you have all of these quarterbacks, many of whom are in your list when you mentioned Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. Those are four of your six in your top five um, that play no, all in the AFC. Five. I, in your they, five. They all considered five in my they, they are five. You could have like a five <laughs> F in there and they'd all be considered five. But, um, I mean, gosh, like – are we going to be having this argument every single year now, considering how loaded the AFC is with all of these quarterbacks and, you know, the head-to-head matchups we're going to end up seeing and, and just all of this together? You can't leave out Patrick Mahomes. My goodness. No. Like, what what a prisoner of the moment type argument to take away somebody who was the MVP who, like you said, at one point threw 50 touchdowns in a season. I think you got. I, I, I would. I, I'm going to give Sam. If Sam wants to come on when you and I are hosting Greeny again in the future, he can go ahead and redo his quarterback list at any point. He can call in and do it. We are willing. We are here, <laughs> and we are listening. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Courtney Cronin. What kind of person would you be if you were living in a nightmare every day? From the executive producers of Lost comes the new Epic's original series, From. A gripping supernatural thriller, From, takes place in a mysterious exitless town that traps all those who enter. When the sun goes down, the inhabitants are hunted by creatures that emerge from the forest. Starring Harold Perrineau, From premieres Sunday, February 20th, only on Epic's. Plus, watch thousands of movies and an acclaimed original series watch it live or stream it on epics go to the channel or the app now the exit list town that traps all who enter sounds uh, kind of familiar to some quarterbacks who are trying to get out of their destination into th- their current destination in 2022 Real quick before we end the show here, we're going to play a fill-in-the-blank with quarterback destinations. I'm going to toss out a couple quarterbacks. Harry, you're going to tell me who they're playing for in 2022. And let's kick it off with the most obvious one right now. Aaron Rodgers will play for? Ooh, A.A. Ron is going to Denver. Okay. He's going out there with the Broncos. That's I agree I with that one. Nathaniel Hackett, his former offensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. They were trying to get something done the day that Aaron Rodgers blew up the world on the NFL draft round one evening by saying that he wanted out of Green Bay and they weren't able to pull it off then. I believe they're going to be able to pull it off this offseason. Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson has been rumored to want out for more than a season now. He will play for who in 2022? Russ, go on down there, get your gloves, and toss those fish. You aren't going anywhere. You're going to be right there in Seattle with the Seahawks, my man. Okay, why? Um, no I New Orleans? Like, None of those destinations nah, that he wanted to go to? Fran- you don't find franchise quarterbacks often. I don't think Seattle's just going to, like, you know what, we're going to let Russ go, and we're going to get picks. You know how hard it is to find a franchise quarterback, and they did theirs in the third round? No, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be right there in Seattle, Courtney. All right, Kyler Murray, where is he? Is he going to be with Arizona? Is he going to get out of his feelings? Yeah, they're gonna patch that little marriage up. They're gonna they're gonna go to counseling. We're gonna go to marriage counseling. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Uh, they've got to make a decision on him in Cleveland. Maybe a tag. I don't know. Where's he playing? Ooh, I say this: if Kevin Stefanski decides that he doesn't want to trade for Kirk Cousins, then they have no choice but make, for Baker Mayfield to be in Cleveland. Okay. Let's stick on that. Kirk Cousins. Where's he going? I'd like to know. I vested interest in this. I would say Cleveland. If, if there's Woo! a place for him to go, I would say okay. Cleveland. To pair back with Kevin Stefanski. All right. Deshaun Watson. We'll end with this one. Where is he going in 2022? Is he playing football in 2022? Well, I'll say this. Uh, if he gets through his legal matters, then Kirk Cousins gets traded to the 
Browns, then he's going to go to Minnesota. There you oh, go, Courtney. Man. I know you like that. I do. Three-way trade there, uh, <laughs> playing our quarterback destination game. we got to get out of here. Barton Hahn is next. This has been Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.